you have your Bibles or if you want to look at the screen, Genesis 28, 16 through 22. Genesis 28, 16 through 22. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How awesome, how dreadful is this place. There is none other but the, this is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stones that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured all upon it, upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, and this is what he told God, if God will be with me and will keep me in his way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Father, thank you for the precious privilege to give. Thank you that you gave your all for us. Thank you you didn't hold back anything, but you gave it all that we might have. And Lord, I pray that you speak to us through your holy word today. Not what I have to say, but a testimony of what you are doing and have done in our lives. And God will thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. From the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, you will find God giving constantly. I think about his first appearance there in the garden. He gave the garden over to Adam after he created Adam. And then he says, hey, it's not good for a man to be alone. I'm going to create him a helpmate. And he brought the woman to the man. He gave her to Adam. Therefore, the first marriage took off. It was perfect, guys. Hey, wouldn't you like to have a perfect marriage? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, my, you can't get much better than what we got. I praise God for our marriage. Even though, hey, there are struggles but we know we can overcome them through the Lord Jesus Christ. But Adam and Eve had a perfect marriage. No problem until the devil got in. And that's his job. That's what he wants to do. And so as we think about uh, this today, giving what is God's, it belongs to him. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 16, verses 1 and Two. Now, I've told Cassie to put these up and uh, not fret where I'm on the screen or not. I want us to look at the Word of God um, together. 1 Corinthians 16, 1 says, Now, concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Leave that verse up right there, uh, Cassie, please. You see, the essential features of uh, 
of Christian giving is this. And it's right there in the Word. And if you have your Bible open, you want to underline or make a note or two, they're very simple. He talks about the time there. Upon the first day. What is the first day? Come on. Sunday, the Lord's Day. Now listen carefully. This is not the Sabbath day. This is the Lord's Day. Okay? The Sabbath was just a day of rest. Okay? So it's okay if you want to rest on Saturday. But today is the Lord's Day. It's not the Sabbath. And sometimes we pray, oh, thank you, Lord, for this Sabbath day. Today's not the Sabbath day. It's the first day of the week. It is Sunday. And so he says... Do this on the first day. Secondly, we see there the regularity. How often does he say do this? Weekly. Weekly. Okay, now listen. What if I'm gone? Okay, what if I'm gone? Do I have to give? My goodness. I mean, I'm not getting to sit on the pews. I'm not enjoying the air or the heat. I'm not enjoying the music. I don't get to hear the preacher. So why should I give? My goodness. Hey, somebody will give in my place maybe. Let me tell you a personal testimony before Lynn and I left for Africa. Going to be gone four months for some of you that don't know and didn't know and some of you do know and say, I've heard the story before. Well, just shut your ears and open your mouth, okay? Got to get it in there somehow. But I told Lynn, I said, I want you to sit down and write and pull, pull out all the tithing envelopes that we're going to be gone. Pull all of them out and go ahead and write the tithe, fill out the checks, put them in the envelopes, and we'll leave them with someone to drop in the offering plate for us every Sunday. And that's what we did, okay? Just because you're absent does not mean you do not have to give. You owe it to God. You owe it to God. I want you to stay with me this morning, okay? I don't want you to lose me. If you have to write it down, write it down. But he talks about the first day of the week, and he talks about doing it weekly. He also, we see the participants here. Who are the participants? Let everyone, everyone. I remember as a child on my way to church, mama and daddy, and daddy would pull out a dollar. Now, hey, I don't have a clue. It started out, I remember it started out as a quarter. Here's a quarter. That's for Sunday school. Okay, I don't. I know you still. Some of you take up uh, collection in the Sunday school. That's what it's called, collection. And the verse prior to that made mention collection. Okay, so Dave would say, "Here's a quarter for your collection." I knew what it was. It was for me giving. Well, this was before I was working. Okay, when did I start working? Well, I can tell you this: when the first lawnmower came out with an engine on it. It didn't self-propel, okay? You had to push it. The handles were up here. You know, here I go. So Daddy took the lawnmower to the shop and had them cut the handles and weld them down here. I didn't have an excuse. Hey, I just walk along pushing it like this. I got to where I love to cut grass. I did. I love to see that stuff flying out, you know. Hey, well, this old lawnmower we had had an engine on it, an upright, vertical, okay, with a pulley out the side, and it had a belt that twisted and run up here to another pulley that turned the blade. I got in trouble one day. I had a pretty new pair of tennis shoes. I'm cutting grass along the And I don't know why I done this. I don't know why I done it, but Mama saw me out the window. I took my tennis shoe and stuck up there against that pulley. You know, I mean, the smoke just boiling. I mean, I'm enjoying this, you know. Well, I caught it when I got in the house, okay? 
I done cut a groove in them brand new tennis shoes. But hey, I could look at it. I could just look at it and see the smoke just boiling. Collection. Weekly. Who is it for? Everyone. Now, what does he say there? Regularity, weekly. The participants, everyone. How about the basis for our giving? How do we know how much to give? What does it say right there? Read it out loud. Come on. As God hath what? Prospered. Come on, y'all help me. I'm going to sit down in a minute. Say, why don't you die, die, yeah. Prospered as everyone has prospered. Now, our prosperity is different. Mine is, hey, I mean, hey, I, I, I get my, my Social Security and my retirement and the church, and hey, I, I'm God's blessing, okay? But occasionally I'll get something else. I give out of it. Okay, many of you have blessed us with, with cards, appreciation cards. You, you've given us these cards, and, and many of you wrote personal notes. And I want to thank you for the personal notes, guys. I love y'all. Lynn and I love y'all. And you've given cards, and, and some of you put money in there, and some of you put gift cards in there. Lynn and I sat down on the, in our bedroom. We read every card. I'm sitting there making notes of, of who gave what. Because she wanted to, hey, we want to thank you for what you've done. We got it all totaled up, divided it by two. I said, here's yours, here's mine. Okay, I said to Lynn, I said, now you're responsible to tithe out of yours and I will give out of mine, okay? Now, it wasn't too bad way back yonder when all I had to give was a dollar because I made ten. Wasn't too bad when I made a hundred to give ten. That wasn't too bad. My goodness, when the thousands start coming in and you're getting on up there in the hundreds, it gets a little tough. The devil says, hey, I don't know where I give that much. You know they're wasting that money down there. Have you seen the office the preacher's got? Have you seen the youth pastor's stuff? Have you seen the music? Have you seen the sec? Hey, have you seen the auditorium? My goodness, what do they need all that for? God has been blessing, okay? We arrived on the scene here going on six years plus ago. Um, I, I looked and I saw over $800,000 at this outfit. Oh, and I thought, Lord, what have I stepped into? Okay, I'm the pastor, okay? I'm supposed to set the pace. I'm supposed to gear you up, okay? Well, God bless. Let a lot of things, maybe just to squirt over three years, that debt was history. Now we're back in another one, okay? A little over 700000 I hope it happens again. I hope we can get, get this thing shut out as soon as we can. We got other fish to fry. We got other things to do. And, and because, listen, when you're in such a debt, you can't do what God wants you to do. That in not only the church, but that, that talks about us. If we're in such a debt and we can't pay, my goodness, we ought to do something about it. Yes, I have a brand new 2016 truck. Lynn has a brand new Century 2016. We love it. We're enjoying it. The last truck I got was 1988. My boy said, Daddy, you deserve it. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> we're not going to miss a payment, and we're not going to miss giving God what belongs to him. Now, listen, when you've given that tenth, you ain't really done nothing. 
You ain't done a whole lot when you just give the tenth. When you'll go up, over and beyond the basis of the giving as God has prospered you. Hey, you get a raise, it ought to come. If somebody, hey, listen, people give me gifts all the time. Hey, I got to find out how much it's worth so I can give God what belongs to him. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. I mean, if you want to be blessed, you've got to do it the way the Bible says do it. And don't do it so God, oh, I'm looking for a blessing now, God. I, I went to church Sunday, and I give you everything I owed you. Hey, let me tell you something. You'll never give everything you owe to God. Never. But you can pay on it. So when we think about this here, look at the, the, the last thing there in that verse, the manner of the giving. There to be no gatherings when I come. I don't want the Lord trying to collect his tithe and his offerings when he comes out of me. That's why I want to do it every week. Now listen to this. You know, let, me, let me just go over the situation, all right? Let's say you're a Christian. You're a member of this church. And uh, you uh, sort of dropped off on your tithing. Maybe you dropped out of church. And, oh, no. and you're thinking, man, alive, I'll never pay back what I owe. Listen, stop right here. Pick up where you are and take off. You can't outgive God. You may have robbed him back yonder, but you're ready to do right. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to forgive you of your tithe debt from here back and pick up here and take off. Because sometimes we might owe more than we could ever imagine to God. And I think about this. What if God cut off the oxygen level according to our giving? Some of us would be on oxygen. We'd have two or three tanks. And I'm not talking about you, though, those of you who are on oxygen now, okay? Because sometimes I need a tube also. My daddy was on oxygen before we left this world, and he wanted to go on this motorcycle ride about 800 miles. He wanted to go bad, so I tried him out one day, went into North Carolina to a rest home and back, pulling my trailer behind my motorcycle and the oxygen tanks back there and a hose run up there to him. He had a good time. So yes, we made the 800 mile trip with the oxygen in the tank and, and the hose run up there like an 18 wheeler with that airline. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, he loved it. He had a great time. But listen, my daddy taught me to work and my mama taught me to tithe and God's blessed me that I haven't missed a lick since, okay? I feel like they may be saying, all right, son, don't, 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 don't get short on here. I've, hey, I have taught you, I have led you, and all I ask is you do what you're supposed to do. All right. Not only 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2, but now let's look at Proverbs chapter 3. Now, uh, uh, the, uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 through 2 is the collection, okay? Now we're looking at Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. We're going to see the increase here. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Go back to that ninth verse, Cassie, please. It's, it's called the increase here. Um, Christian giving, now you might not agree with this word, okay? Christian giving is voluntary. There's nobody going, from this church going to send you a tithe debt, okay? We're not going to mail you a statement and say, hey, you haven't given in the last three weeks now. Uh, unless you give next week and make up for what you've lost, uh, we're going to send you your membership. We don't do that. That's between you and God, but it ought to be voluntarily. 
It ought to come off the top. Okay? It ought to come off the top. Way back many, many, many years ago, Land says, we were discussing, okay, the end of the year was coming, and we filled out our taxes, and we owed so much money, or either we was going to get back so much money, and she says, uh, are we going to tithe off of this uh, money coming back? I said, well, uh, yeah, we're supposed to. Well, I don't see we need to do that. Uh, I just can't see that. Can you explain that to me? I said, all right, here's what you do. When you get your check, before any taxes are taken out, that's what you made. That's what you tithe off of. Not down on the bottom here. Don't put God on the bottom of the gut, uh, of, uh, below uh, the government. Put him above the government so you give off the top. Hello? Are y'all with me? Are you like I am? You sick of it? Huh? You give off the top. So after I explained to her, I said, okay, if we're giving off the top up here, Every week we give off the top before taxes and we fill out our taxes and we get money back. We don't have to tithe off of that, but we want to give an offering. We've already tithed on it. So, hey, we want to give an offering. And so we pick up and we go there. I remember, and I may do it again. I don't remember exactly when it was, but some of you who've been here ever since I've been here, before I was here, um, I challenged you to give I forget how much, whether it was a tenth or whether it was half or whatever it was on your tax return money. And we had a thing. And hey, it raised some, it raised some extra money. Listen, you can't operate. Can, can you operate your house without money? No, you can't. You got power bill, water bill, phone bill, insurance bill, breakdown bills. You got all manner of bills to pay. And they're going to come and people expect their money. So here, we have uh, uh, Christ giving, it, uh, Christian giving is volunteer. Christian giving is a test of sincerity. How sincere are you when it comes to your relationship with the Lord? Christian giving is a test of love for God. How much do we love him? Well, how much did he love us? We saw on the screen there a while ago a silhouette with Christ with his outstretched arms. That's how much he loved us. He gave it all uh, for you and for me. Christian giving honors the Lord. I want to honor him. I want to glorify him. Jerry Clower said we ought to be a, a hilarious giver. Just laugh all the way down there, man. You saw how excited those little kids were? They forgot about the lineup. They were ready to go get it, okay? And then when only Mark gets set, go. Hey, they were ready to go get it. And then, hey, what if, they, what if one child came down the aisle with his bucket and said, look, I, I'm, uh, whispered to me, I ain't going to give all mine, I'm going to keep half of it. Is that all right? I said, where'd you hear that? My daddy. Oh. That wouldn't sound too good, would it? Usually, hey, it starts with a daddy. Daddy, step up to the plate. Give what you're supposed to give. Teach your children to give. You know, that ought to be a question before you marry a couple. Say, are, do y'all tithe? Do you tithe? Do you tithe? Are y'all going to tithe together? Hey, it ought to be part of the deal. If people aren't willing to do that, hey, don't get hooked up with them. Or you're going to have a fight from the start. Man said, uh, I've been living with my wife 20 years. 
We got married and two years later we got a divorce. Didn't work. It didn't have it right to start with. I don't care how long it wasn't right to start with. So get it right to start with. Honor the Lord with thy substance. That's with everything you and I have. With everything. You know what I just thought about? I've robbed God. I'm going to tell you where I robbed him. There was a man gave me, you listen, gave me two suits. I haven't given all of that. I know how much money it was. I couldn't believe that he would do a thing like that. But I forgot. I'll admit to you, I confess it. I forgot. What does it say? Honor the Lord with thy substance, with the first fruits. Brother Mac and Sandra may remember there were a couple in Earl's Grove Church who wanted to do it the old-fashioned way. They had their own little farm. They had on their own animals, and they wanted to do homeschooling. They wanted to just become a pioneer family. They had a cow. They had a calf. They called me and said, hey, our cow's just had its first calf. This is our first calf born on the farm. Said, we want to give this calf to the church. I'm thinking, oh, my, are we going to have an altar burning, you know? He said, no, what I want to do, I want somebody to take this calf to the sale for me, and whatever that calf brings, we're going to give it to the church. I found one of our farmers who goes to the sale regularly. He said, no problem. He went and picked the calf up, carried the calf to the sale. They mailed him a check. The check came to Earl's Grove Church. First fruits. What does it say? I didn't say it. First fruits of thine increase. So, oh man, I, hey, I just got a dollar raise on the hour. Well, how many hours do you work? I work 50 hours a week. That's $50. How much is that? That's $5. But double that, make it 10 so you, so you can look out for God's blessings because they're coming when you're obedient uh, to uh, the Lord. All thine increase. It's amazing. Here, uh, notice the word increase. Not, not decrease, but increase. Now, notice the word plenty. You know what that is? More than enough. More than enough. You say, well, how much is enough? I don't know. But you, you can have more than enough. In, in fact, Philippians 4.19 says, but... My God shall supply all of your riches according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. When we think about this, all of my needs. Listen, I don't need anything. I have some wants, but I don't need anything. God has truly blessed. Well, let me go to a third thing as we look up Malachi 3.10. We talked about the collection. We've talked about the increase uh, and now we're going to talk about the storehouse. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there be, may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, and, and I will see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out to you a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Can you imagine having more money than you can spend? Say, well, I don't know. You've got to win the lottery to do that. I don't know. You know, God's bigger than any lottery, y'all. He is bigger than any lottery. You think with me right now. I don't see any naked folk in here. Y'all got clothes on. 
You know, if it's like my, where I hang my shirts, where Lynn hangs my shirts, I have to push back and grab one out because it's so packed up. And I'm thinking, I need to get rid of some shirts. But there's not too many midgets around, you know. I need to get rid of some shirts. I mean, I've been blessed more than I will ever deserve. And, and what, hey, I can't describe it. All I can do is share with you storehouse. How much does he say bring? All. Bring all the tithe. You see, the rewards of Christian giving is joy. I get joy out of giving. Love to give. It's a pleasure to bring it to, to the house of God, to the storehouse. And listen, we're happy when we have obeyed the word of God. We're happy when we have obeyed the word of God. Storehouse. The church house. There was a lady in Earl's Grove Church. She said, preacher, my brother has been called to preach and he's going to go to the seminary. Is it okay? If I take my tithe and give it to him to help him with his schooling. I hated to tell that lady, no, you should not do that. But that's what I told her. I said, ma'am, that's not what the Bible says. So the Bible says to bring it to the storehouse. Now, if you want to give him an offering over and above your tithe, blessings on you. She said, thank you. I just needed to know what direction to go. You see, so many times people say, well... This family is hungry over here. I'm going to take my church tithe and feed them. Why do it by yourself? Why don't you bring your tithe all in here? Then you go to the committee that's right, and we do have one that will go and buy groceries for this needy family, and then the whole family is blessed. Everybody has a part uh, in, the, in the giving. So bring all the tithe. The rewards of the Christian, hey, joy, peace. But when you bring it to the storehouse, that's the church house, this place here has bills to pay. Now, there's a, there's a bunch, if they're not finished already, I don't know if they're done already, counting back there. You know what I wish? I wish it would take them till 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon to get it counted. You know why it don't? Because everybody's not giving. Everybody's not giving. If you, if you, some of you got old bulletins. You just like me, you keep old bulletins. Last week, we went over the budget. Week before that, we went over the budget. I don't know if we did this week or not. I love it when I look down there and see we went over the budget. And I feel sometimes when we fall short of the budget that I ought to just make it up so we can reach our budget. Listen, let me tell you, I hear from other churches, and many churches are not reaching their budget. It's sad. It's a shame. But I'll tell you something else. Maybe they've bitten off more than they can chew. I don't think we've bitten off more than we can chew. I just think we have some folks who ain't chewing. You sit there, I ain't biting this. Now, I'll just tell you right now, I ain't, I ain't going that route. I've, this is not in this church, but I visited a couple. And the man, he was a member of our church. Hadn't been coming. He said, I don't like what y'all doing up there. I said, wait a minute. I said, aren't you a member up there? Yes, I am. Well, I said, why don't you say I don't like what we are doing? Well, I didn't vote for it. I said, well, okay, you, you need to get in there and voice your opinion. I'm tired of people just trying to sweep things under the rug. Listen, God is watching you and me. 
Let me ask you, would you do something? I don't want you to do it, but would you do it? Men, would you pull out your billfold right now and blindly reach in there and pull out whatever and give it this morning on your way out? I used to, Lynn and I used to carry this man. He loved catfishing. We'd go to more and more fish camp on Friday night. I don't know how he'd done it. He was blind. I mean, he couldn't drive. He could barely see how to walk. I would help him to go wherever we'd go when he was with me. But when time come to pay, he'd, he'd break your arm if you didn't let him pay. I mean, not literally, but he wanted to pay the bill. And it was amazing. He'd open his bill for, I'd watch him. He'd open his bill for up. He'd say, right here, that's my 20s, they're over here. I don't know who arranged his money, okay? But he knew where his money was. You know, that's the problem with some of us. We know where it is, and we should know where it ain't. That's good English, ain't it? I'm serious. Listen. Deborah's trying to keep up all the records and pay all the bills. Can you imagine today, if you sat down this afternoon to pay your bills of your house, suppose you pay every bill except the house payment, and you say to your husband, or you say to your wife, honey, hey, we're in trouble. We're $50 short of making our house payment. What are we going to do? Well, you know, that's what our tithe is this week. Well, we can't lose our house. I tell you right now, I'm not going to lose. I work for this house. I work for this, and I've done this, and I've done, and I am not going to give that $50 to church and lose my house. This man comes to me, and he says, guess what? I said, what? He said, I came to church last Sunday, and he said, I was running short, and I didn't give my tithe. He said, uh, I didn't call you, but I said, do you realize what happened on Sunday night? I said, no, sir. He said, my daughter got sick. We rushed her to the hospital, to the emergency room. He said, you know what it cost me, preacher? I'm telling you the truth. That the emergency room charged me exactly what my tithe was supposed to be. God's real. God is not fooling around. When he says, bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that's what he means. Bring it in here, that it can be used to pay the bills. Now, uh, you know, whether we, whether we make the bills on time or not depends on our giving. In fact, that, that verse, God, God says, test me. Give to me, test me, and try me. And you watch me. I will, if you will, I will open up the windows of heaven For you, that's personal, for you, and pour out blessings on you that you won't be able to contain it. You won't be able to receive it, there'll be so many blessings. Do you realize, hey, clothes on our back, roof over our head, wheels to ride, a job. Now, when I think about all this, I think about what God has done. In Malachi 3.8, it says, will a man... Rob God. I don't know if Cassie can whoop that up right quick or not, but uh, that's what it says, Malachi 3, 8. Will a man rob God? In verse 8. I'm getting there. That's what I thought. Anybody want to learn how to do this from Cassie and Richie and several others who are back there? I'm sure they will 
welcome you. But that verse, it says, will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? That's, that's, that's a pretty tough question. Will you, will I rob God? How would you feel this afternoon, myself included, if you get home and somebody's broken into your house and taken your prized possessions? Oh, you get fighting mad, I would. What do you think how, how God feels when he knows we have robbed him? You know what the eighth commandment says? <laughs> Thou shalt not steal. Oh, man, I ain't no thief. If you're not giving what God has blessed you with, you're a thief. You're stealing. You're breaking the eighth commandment, and you're breaking God's law. Some say, hey, preacher, I can't afford the tithe. Man, it takes all I've got to make my payment. Let me tell you something. I love motorcycles. I, I, I made that clear with Lynn before we got married, okay? I said, listen, I love motorcycles. She and I have been riding since 1965. We got married in 1970. But I made it clear to her that I would always, always have a motorcycle unless it come between us eating or seeing a doctor. So if these two vehicles we've got keeps us from tithing, keeps us from making our payments, then I need to step down, okay? I need to step down to something lower. Will a man rob God? People are doing it. The Eighth Commandment says, Thou shalt not steal. I can't afford to tithe. Let me tell you something. I can't afford not to tithe. You got to try God. Some of you don't do it because you think you can't do it. Well, why don't you trust God one Sunday? One Sunday. You know, I love Mountain Dews. I got a deal this week, Rusty. Well, I thought it was a deal. Dollar fifty nine cent for that sixteen ounce guzzler. I love it. But I went to open thing, get one out. It says buy this one, get this one for ninety nine cent. I got two of them. Then I went to the, the spank station after I swiped the car to ask the little girl. I said, "How much I'm or the man? How much am I up to getting money off gas?" He said, "You're twenty cents off on the gallon right now. Drink more Mountain Dew." <laughs> I'm telling you, hey. When I got the card, they said, hey, you can, you can get a free tank of gas. I'm going to wait till it gets on up there, boy, and have it on running on fumes when I pull in there. You know, you like to get something for nothing, don't you? Hey, God's promised to bless you and I if we give what belongs to him. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd touch our billfolds, that you'd touch our pocketbooks, that you'd touch our soul with what we need to do concerning your work. Lord, we realize that no, your work cannot go on unless we give what we're supposed to. Now, God, I understand you don't need us, but you've commanded your children to bring all the tithe into the storehouse. And I pray that you would speak to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen.